This show may contain strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit our website at mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of near-death experience. It also contains discussions about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's Hello and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jen. My name is CJ, and we are your co-conspirators in plotting whatever the heck it is cisgender straight people think it is we're doing. Now, CJ, could you fill us in on the bi schedule for today? Absolutely. Uh, We're talking with Alicia. Hello. Hi, friends. How's everybody today? I'm I'm doing great. Dandy. It is it is a nice October evening. We are in the spooky month, the second Pride Month. <laughs> ah, yes. It's Halloween, time for pumpkins. Pride Two, Electric Boogaloo. We here in Atlanta are very jealous of you both in northern mm. environs. Uh, would you make me just pea green with envy, as we say down here in the south? <laughs> And tell me what your high temperature was today. Oh, I mean, it's actually pretty disappointing. It was still pretty warm here. Uh, Our high was 84. Okay, I think we were 94. Wow. (gasps) Fuck that, actually. uh, No, thank you. Right? Like, fall, my poor wife is rooting for October to start any day. And it just, it just isn't. Um, It's okay, though. Just bring some leaves inside your home, crank up the AC, and dream. Our sweet adopted kitten is turning one on Halloween, so there's going to be some outfits in his future, little Barnaby. Uh, Yes, yes. We had a cat pass away last year, and it was very sudden and very sad. And one day Stacy says, hey. What about we just go look at, we look at our local pet, our local lifeline. Let's just go look. Okay. Mm, That's where it starts. That's where it starts. And so I say to her, Mm -hmm. on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you we're going to come back with a cat? Four, (laughs) 17, uh, 11. I'm like, all right. Okay. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So Barnaby, Barnaby was ours. I'm a fan of. Uh, British British mystery shows, and uh, Barnaby is named after uh, the detective on Midsummer Murders. Oh, that's very good. I just got two kittens um, for my birthday. No, how sweet and are they? How old are they? Uh, about well, the younger is about four or five months, oh. and the other one's like six or seven. Oh. They're real little. What are their names? Uh, but their names are Tiny and and uh, Figaro. Mm. But we we decided to embellish them, so they're Mr. Tiny President, and the reason I brought it up is we changed uh, Fig's full name to Detective Figaro Perot. <gasps> Perot! I love Perot. <laughs> Trebon! Um, unfor- we went to Europe last year, and my wife and I are in France, and all I can remember... I've had four years of France, y'all, a thousand years ago. 
And all I can remember are Perot sayings, Trayvon, every time we got a check in France, Trayvon. My wife is like, that's not what you say, babe. Like, no one says very oh, good man. when you get the bill. And I'm like, I do. Trayvon, d'accord. It depends on the bill. Well, this has been our cat podcast. Well, uh, you- called Podcat. Podcat. Where we discuss good cats and bad French. Well, hold, listen. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to take it one step further. So I do some painting mm-hmm. and uh, I have been in the last 2 years in a series called the Meowseum where okay. I take famous works of art but catify them. So oh uh Pablo Picasso's the La, La Reverie, the dream is mm-hmm. a cat in the chair and it's by Picasso. Oh uh God. there's oh my God. Perluce Lautrec and uh, Vincat Van Gogh and Frida Catlo. Uh, Frida Catlo is so cute. Um, I've taken this off. I'm working on a series now that's a takeoff on the Meowseum called the Literature Section, where I'm taking <laughs> famous book covers and catting them up. So in my studio right now is the Great Catsby. Oh uh, a box of one's own by Virginia Woolf. Oh my god! And nineteen eighty fur. Oh my god! I'm dying. I don't know. You're giving us a run for our money in the in the pun game. Well, hold. See, it it. I blame Barack Obama. And oh my god! Well, we were during the Democratic National Convention of 2016. After just the shit show that the RNC was, mm-hmm. my wife and I really enjoy a cocktail. So we're watching the DNC, and here comes Big Daddy O. We are <laughs> drunk and crying, and just all of the feelings. And I turn to Stacy and I say, Baby, I want to get a cat. The next cat we get. We're going to call Paraco Palma just so I can tell him he's a good boy all the time. Oh, my God. Which launched the idea of the Meowseum. Sometimes I take a pun and I just can't let it go. That's very good. I don't know if you had a target audience in mind with this series, but I will let you know. You found her. It's me. I'm the target audience it's for Jen this. It's Adams. I will have to uh, give you my... Uh, be sassy art page and you can take a look I'll throw in some note cards I have the I'll send you some note cards Jen (laughs) amazing (laughs) so Alicia uh, let's get to the gay shit shall we I mean cats aren't gay enough for you come on they definitely are Um, I'm I'm a little nervous about our cishet audience who might not realize how gay cats are I think it'll stun them to know that if you own a cat you're gay no exception I mean at least partially right yeah and if you're not the cat definitely is the cat 100% cats are gay bless Uh, so Alicia can you tell us a little about you sure I am a living miracle is what I am. I am a <laughs> middle-aged Southern lady living a fantastic life-ish during the darkest timeline down here mm-hmm. in Atlanta, Georgia. I am a, uh, our wedding anniversary we just celebrated, my beautiful wife and I 
have been married now three years. I'm a mom to a... Thank you. I'm a mom to a beautiful Yorkshire Terrier named Ruby Tallulah. And I'm a sister to a great brother and sister and an aunt to the best kids. Um, It's different. You know, when I was a little younger, I'd always start out with what I did. Mm. And my career led first. But I like to tell you all the things that bring me the most joy. I do own my own business. I'm a uh, corporate trainer and curriculum designer. So when your corporations deliver training to you, I write all those materials. And have, yeah, it's... It really is a fun gig. I'm a psych major, not at all what I majored in. Right. <laughs> but I love learning and training and getting that light bulb to turn on in people's heads. So I do work for an assorted number of clients. I've been freelance for years. Do that during the day, uh, pain at night. And also, uh, as we're living in the darkest timeline, uh, have rest- have started to uh, record a little uh, tipsy podcast which is called Talk Straight, where we gay drink with friends. Not day drink, but gay drink. Which is just <laughs> so good. Just so, so good. Well, one of the, I mean, one of the reasons I love your little pod, it's, you know, it's uh, talk, talking. I don't know if you guys uh, ever listened to My Favorite Murder, but it spun off with the let's sit crooked and talk straight Argentinian mm. saying. And when I heard that, I am drunk on my porch i'm like Psh, fuck that let's let's be tipsy and talk straight so <laughs> yes that is how you know for a gay middle-aged podcast the talk straight delights me so uh we're doing the same thing just entirely differently but i love it that we're both in the same let's talk about gay let's talk about the gay stuff yeah yeah <laughs> I very much enjoy talking about gay stuff, particularly when we're in the darkest timeline, just hanging out and just taking some time to be gay. Good Lord, you y'all. It, it is the darkest timeline. Sometimes you just got to sit back and be like, gay, that's all I'm going to think about right now. <laughs> a little gay haven. I mean, there's... A gaven. A self-care gaven is what's needed. Mm. Yes. It's, it's tough. I mean, we really are living... You know, for I'm in my mid forties, coming in and seeing and being involved in a number of things over the decades of my life as a gay person, it is remarkable to me the number of resources that are at hand and the mm. way that the gay community has glitter exploded. Um, you know, come like looking at it twenty five years ago. It was not as open. It was not as free. It was the aftermath of AIDS. Um, You know, Mm. it was a very different generation. And I look at what's happening today, and yes, we are in the darkest timeline, but oh, how far we've come. Absolutely. Um, The theater company that I uh, work part-time with, they just wrapped up a stage reading of The Laramie Project. Really? Which Yeah, which is, uh, for anybody who is not aware... Any listeners, um, it is a very famous play based off of um, the uh, murder of uh, 21-year-old Matthew Shepard in Laramie, Wyoming. Uh, he was tied to a fence and murdered uh, it because he's he was gay. Um, two people did that because he was gay. And the play is sort of the aftermath, people uh, recalling, like citizens of the town recalling uh, what occurred 
And um, it struck me so much revisiting this piece today because when I originally read it versus like a couple of years ago versus now, it simultaneously feels like we've made so much progress and that we have taken such tremendous steps backward That's as exactly well. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like polar opposites are occurring at the same time. But it felt like that 30 years ago. And, mm. you know, for, you know, being 18 and talking to the generation of gay people around me that were older, it felt like it, it felt like that for them too. I mean, I think that feeling is universal. I think there's something yeah. to be said for, you know, every day making the best decisions you can. Mm. I'm interested to hear from you uh, because um, for me right now like the the difference I feel in that is like it seems like a lot of people know like about different sexual orientations but a lot of people are still really not caught up on gender identity and the politics with that uh when you were in a similar position what were the sort of issues that you felt that people were solid on versus what they were just not getting at the time oh gosh I'm gonna call myself out and and really claim being very late to the party on this one and this is from a married lesbian um (laughs) i i really was late to the party on understanding recognizing uh gender fluidity within Mm. i do a number of volunteer activities for an organization in my town called girls rock camp oh uh girls uh female identifying souls come to rock camp they create bands they learn an instrument they put on a show at the end of the week they write a song they make a zine they promote their band it is one of the most fantastic things i have been able to witness happen and there's a girls rock camp version and a ladies rock camp version i've been involved in both I was prepped. That is so cool. It really is just a worthwhile organization. Uh, So good. And these uh, just the best kids in the world uh, that fill me with delight and still come. I got to write a college recommendation for one. I had lunch with oh. one the other day. Like they're growing up and they're still it is a it is a special bond and something that program does that is just absolutely remarkable. Uh mm. I feel bad sharing this story. You've I'm I'm having a cocktail, so here we go. I was prepping <laughs> in the preparation to lead up to camp a few summers ago. I was working with the program director and we were doing registration for campers and there was a column on there about which pronouns do you use? And as I'm going through sorting these, I'm like, wait, it says they, them. And the program director's like, yeah, Alicia. And really has to sit down and educate me. Stupid, stupid girl. I'm like, but wait, and I mean, I, we were, we were alone. It was a private conversation, but I sounded like an idiot. Like it was the first time it had occurred. I was so late to the party and it was so embarrassing for me because my first thought was, I'm a, 
I'm a professional grammarian for God's sakes. Like, let's just <laughs> look at the way, like I write for a living. So it's singular, but it's, so the first part was like the scientific grammar hump for me. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, get over your fat self. What the hell does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing and we're, you know, let's go ahead and it has, it, you know how sometimes when you learn something in such a, embarrassingly shocking way it Mm -hmm. makes that lesson come in a thousand times harder and makes you uh uber aware of how much of an idiot you were before you were knocked on the head with that light bulb so i I, you know it's a it is different i'm i'm caught up now (laughs) so yay i'm i'm in the gay parade and i'm caught up so it has been over the last few years really a determined mission of mine knowing kids who would do identify with gender differently uh participating in you know some benefits for top surgeries benefits for you know i i support i support and love and embrace whatever path you want to be on follow, yeah. follow your joy mm-hmm. i think that um with these types of subjects and with these types of discovery um we're so trained from like an early age and like reinforced by our society about the way that like gender and sexuality work that they seem like god-given truths like like this is just how it is sky is blue Uh, like this is how boys and girls happen um and then to hear something different is really strange and bizarre but there's two different routes that you can take one of them is to just deny it because that's not what you heard before or just argue against it because you're like well that's not the truth i heard about or you'd like take the time and you learn about it and you evolve and it definitely sounds like you took the latter which is excellent because that's the way that progress happens that's how we understand each other i mean that's if you're if you're not learning something today you haven't done today right and mm. it's all Ooh. i mean that's that's it we i was in a bad car accident at 24 and ended up flatlining and dying seven times in a day wow oh my goodness was in the hospital for a number of months six skull fractures head trauma fluid on the brain i broke every bone on the left side of my body like doctors called my parents and said start funeral planning she's not gonna live through the night and wow my parents are like yeah you don't you don't know our kid okay okay and then (laughs) i lived through the night and the doctor said start financial planning she will be a comatose amputee the rest of her life And I wasn't any of those things. My mother, uh, God bless her, got on an airplane in Atlanta with a toothbrush in her purse and flew down to Florida and told me I was going to be okay. And it was like Groundhog Day. Every time I woke up for three months, I had to be told what happened. Wow. Uh, Really, y'all, that I can wake up with two legs to walk on a brain to think with, and I can pee without help every day. Psh, that is hundred percent, hundred percent. How am I going to use today? Tomorrow's no guarantee. Yesterday's done. I get today to make an impact and I have the physical capacity, the mental capacity and the emotional capacity to make an impact today 
what am I going to do if I don't get it tomorrow? Mm. You learn. I, I feel like a day is a waste if I don't learn something every day. That's today. Um, <laughs> I can I can tell you 16 things I learned today that were like, whoa, I can't even believe that's a thing. But, <laughs> you know, like how, how are you working for your everyday? I may have taken you off the topic. Where did we start this and we can circle back around? No, just, <laughs> just saying that like continuing to – be adaptable That's to expanding your horizons and your understanding is just very, it's a helpful tool to just have in one's kit as a human being and also as like an ally to others. Well, and that, you know, you can pull that up another 10,000 feet and really set that word adaptation against the political landscape of what's going on now. Because True. we really, there, you know, I see distinctly two different types of people uh, that surround, that are, you know, within our country right now. There are people who know how to adapt and people who don't know how to adapt. Um, mm. We have a thing that we always say, like when Stacey and I are driving around, uh, especially in Atlanta traffic, collaboration, not competition. <laughs> like, <laughs> collaborate, not compete. It's not a competition. If we all... That is just such a good thing to say about traffic. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you two have ever driven in Atlanta. It is a little treacherous, especially for a girl who's lived here in a hospital. Um, mm. Needless to say, perseverance. I'm great. I can walk. I can talk. I do fantastic. But I don't take any of that for granted every day. Uh, but it does reinforce collaboration, not competition. And what are you doing to impact today in a way that's good for you and good for the people around you. Mm, I love that. Love it, love it, love it. You didn't know you are going to get a philosophy lesson, too. I'm a philosophy minor, y'all, so we can talk Ooh. about it. Hoity-toity. I mean, sometimes we do get philosophy on here. I'm just here for the ride. Um, I'm here for the cocktails. So- that's No, I'm teasing. That's, that's, that's my podcast. The cocktails we provide every <laughs> guest on my kitchen. <laughs> They don't ship well, but we send them. The The drone is on its way. We pour the drink into an envelope, and then we mail it, and people wind up with a soggy envelope. <laughs> I thought the drone would be on its way, knocking at my... I'm teasing. Well, the drone was on its way, and then it got pulled over for driving with an open container. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, just really quick, uh, Alicia, in uh, talking with you via email, you brought something up that I was just absolutely curious about um, because um, uh, you had mentioned that you and your wife moved from Florida to Georgia at some point, And in doing so, your marriage was essentially nullified. We did not move. We went to Florida to get married. Oh, you went to Florida to get married and then went back to Georgia? Yeah, so... We knew each other a thousand years ago, uh, back in our twenties and reconnected, fell it like she's, she's been the one all along. And my, uh, you guys, she's the best part of everyone I've ever known and entirely her own package. And for a girl who was soured, dismayed, uh, knife punching love for a number of years, I, I, there's hope out there, y'all. You will find your one. If you want to find your one, and you're going to find your one when you least expect it. Anyway. Mm. Or your many if you're polyamorous. There, 
you're going to, you're going to find your, your person uh, or persons. And I hope you have cats and puppies. Cause that makes everything better. Um, True. So, so I got married at 42. I, friends laughed at me. We decided to elope <laughs> and okay. I'm a sorority girl. And going back to gender, like I'm kind of pretty hardcore inside. I mean, I'm very feminine sounding and looking, but I put on a lot of femininity and keep my hair long because I think I'd just scare people if I presented more masculine. Um, Lucy Van Pelt, guys, let's boom. Anyway, which is my favorite role <laughs> that I ever started in theater. I was Lucy Van Pelt and your good man, Charlie Brown, yes. for my theater friends. <laughs> Um, I can already tell Justin talking to you. <laughs> I'm not as mean as Lucy. Lucy really mm. is is mean. I'm not that mean, but I really do get that girl. I get her. Oh, yeah. Mm. I get her. Um, anyway, we decided to elope. I was old enough at 42, had been in enough weddings, knew the every bride I know either remembers everything that went wrong on that day or doesn't remember that day at all. And <laughs> oh I mean, my gosh. It's it, entirely true. Every couple I've had, like, it, it just is inevitable. And I've been in a thousand, a Southern lady, I know how to put on a girdle and a bra and a bow and pack a flask. Like, let's do this thing. And you know which ones are going to work <laughs> yes. and you know which ones aren't. Anyway, I wanted a day that we did exactly what we wanted to do. And we weren't beholden to anybody else's schedule besides ours. And I would remember every single moment. Stacy woke up and fished. I went and got my hair done. I painted that day. Uh, it was, we got married on a dock, uh, had roast beef sandwiches and champagne. Officiant was in, photographers were in. We were flat out done by seven. It's fantastic. So we spend a week fishing and painting and doing all the fun stuff and we're married and it feels weird i mean it feels great but it feels weird because married right right so we've kind of had a whole week to try on hi wife hi wife you're the best wife <laughs> whoa it's, it's weird having a wife but it's great and we are driving home from that this is uh june sort of in june 2015 and SCOTUS passed Oberfeld June 26th. So yeah. a few weeks, like we knew, you know, a decision was coming. But in Florida, you could do it. And we were so worried in going to the courthouse. We got married in St. George Island, which is my family's repetitive vacation spot. It's next to Apalachicola. And you kind of wonder going in, like, we're going to have to go to the courthouse. We have to show these papers. You know, you got to get the license and da da da. We have pictures with the lady. We went and got cake. Like it, it was so different than what we, you know, we're coming in, you know, queer kids from 30 years ago, like, God, this is not going to go great. And it went like, it was just, it was a blissful week, blissful wedding, blissful honeymoon. Boom. We crossed that Georgia line. We're not married. So we've had a whole week to try on this wife and love and it's a deeper thing and whoa and nope, we're not married. I mean, if we go, wow. it, it, what, what a fucked up system, right? It was really startling and we stayed quiet for a long time 
coming back into Georgia. You know, we're thrilled and overwhelmed and super excited that post that, that had been remedied. But y'all, I didn't think that we'd see gay marriage overturned in my lifetime. Yeah, it didn't feel like it. Like when we look at time and, you know, you were talking about it before, what, you know, it seems like it goes so long, but then it's so fast too. And it's such mm. a, I mean, such a mind fuck, right? Because I, I <laughs> didn't think it was going to happen. You know, I was okay with, all right, we'll be married in the state and see how it goes. Yeah. And like, even like, even though at the time that it was passed, like marriage was not on my mind or anything like that, it just feels so much in general, like our community takes so many losses that when a win happens like that, it's like, are you sure? Is this a trick? Are you, are you you're kidding, right? <laughs> when, a like, trap? It's a trap. This, this actually happened? What? <laughs> it's a trap. Well, and you, <laughs> you almost, I mean, you almost don't believe it. It still yeah. feels weird to me. Because I'm like, no, nah, I'm a lesbian. I can't get married. I mean, I'm totally married. I'm married for three years. Like, life's great. But <laughs> it, it, I still have to remind myself of that. You know, I, it's a, it's a different world we're living in. And in some ways mm-hmm. I think it is so much expanded from where we were a generation ago. I mean, a generation ago, the gay bars were underground and, you know, you knew a drag queen or two, like it was all a very, today it feels so much more open and out and representative you know, you've had uh, 30, 20, 30 years for people to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. My cousin's gay. My uncle's gay. Oh, gosh, I have this aunt, and she's lived with her friend on a farm for 45 years. Now I get it. <laughs> right? Yeah, like it's, yeah. It's a, different, it's a different dawning and awakening, and as much as... You know, as much as we can all try to individually learn something every day and be a positive influence for others, sometimes it's bricks over the head and time yeah. and wherewithal and the water pounding down on the rock that makes that change. Mm-hmm. So what is something that you would like to tell cisgender heterosexual people for the last time and then you never have to hear it about again? Seriously, I don't give a fuck what cisgender people think about me. I'm too busy living my own life. You guys think about me way more than I think about you. Yeah. (laughs) It's entire, like, I've got, we've got so much going on. And if you're worried about me, you're not following your own bliss. I got my bliss to follow. We got a great panel of Democratic candidates here in Georgia. I have a wife who I adore and pets who delight me every day. And fucking cat art to paint. And a tipsy podcast (laughs) to put out. Hell yeah. Like there are so many things that I have going on that I would like cis people to know that I don't think about you as much as you think I think about you. Yes. Mm. And your opinion, whatever it may be, doesn't really affect me or the way I live my life. And go follow your own bliss, you guys. Get out of my path. It's my path. You go walk your own. You know what it feels like a little bit sometimes? Tell me. It feels like those um, news stories that are meant to scare moms around Halloween. 
where they're like, oh, druggies are giving your kids edibles instead of candy. Drug and it's dealers like, no. are not giving away free drugs. Exactly. Come on. No pothead I know is like, you know what I want to do? Give away this weed that I paid for with my hard-earned money. Oh. And that's how I that's how I feel like when people are like, oh, gay people just want to turn other people gay. No, I fucking don't. No. Like if you're gay, you're gay. If you're not, you're not. Fine. I don't give a shit. I'm I'm not trying to do anything to anybody. I'm not trying to hand out my weed to kids, and I'm not trying to turn anyone gay. <laughs> my agenda is way too full to pencil in convert the straights. I mean, that's, yeah. you said it. That's probably the nicer way to say what I just did, but my agenda is so full, I don't really think about you cisgender people. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm busy. I, I'm busy. Your looks of disdain, your looks of, ju- like, whatevs. I, psh, I, it's such a, yes, I'm not converting anybody. I'm solid. Um, like I've, if you see me and it turns you gay, fine. But that doesn't mean it was any effort of my own. That's that was a storm of brewing <laughs> already. <laughs> that's the truth. There's no one. Uh, th- just the inane ideas sometimes that people live with, y'all. It's still Real. like even in my mid forties. Like we haven't moved beyond this. Really, you didn't yeah. find out. Like because I've known you know, certain people in my whole life that still hold certain thoughts and ideas that like, okay. I mean, here's the thing, because the universe gives you so many chances to get Mm -hmm. the lesson, right? I mean, it over it's and that same lesson is going to continue over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And and it just gets worse every time until you get what that fucking (laughs) lesson is. Like, it's so much easier to go, oh, you knocked me on the head. I think I'm going to get that now as opposed to 10 lessons later running in a brick wall. True. But true, it goes true, true. back to that point of adaptation. You can, you adapt or you can die. And, you know, that the people who have that fear of adaption, you know, it's the same thing when you go to work. And people are like, ah, didn't ever, you know what? If you're busy criticizing my work, you're not paying enough attention to your own adaptation Mm. i can adapt the people who don't adapt are so ruled by this like i don't know if you guys can see it in almost like an aura um but my gay agenda i don't engage with them i can see your fear i can see your lack of adaptation i can it you reek of it and it stinks go over there I don't have time for Mm. that i'm too busy doing my thing i Mm. like that does that help yes 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 (laughs) No, yes, absolutely. That Consider that penciled into the gay agenda, which, P.S., was that your gay agenda item? You seem to segue into it. But if you have other items, I do want to address those. No, that's that's pretty solid. I mean, the whiskey's kicking in. I could, we could do a whole crossover, uh, <laughs> crossover We're at that thing. Point. Well, let's, let's compromise and move on to the game then, Jen. Ah, all right. Okay, so... I don't know about you, but the the current stuff in the news has been really like weighing heavily mm. on me and the uh, the creative center of my brain. So, in some ways, I'm influenced by that and caving to that. In some ways, I'm trying to solve it with this. I say uh, for the game today, we are going to become a queer government and make up our own laws. Fuck yes. 
I love this. Let's burn well, down the current government and build on the ashes. Yes, one of us can be executive gay, one of us can be legislative gay, and one of us can be judicial gay. Tag yourself. Um, Done. <laughs> and I just figure, let's make up some laws. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I'm kind of feeling judicial gay. All right. So because like I can court. judge. I can judge real hard. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'm gonna. Yeah. I, I want to take legislative gay. I was right. going to suggest that you be the legislative gay done. because done as the done. guest, I was hoping that you would like to um, be the driving force behind some of these new laws. Oh, amazing, y'all! Oh, then I'll be executive gay, um, and I'll just say, "Heck yes, we did it!" After you two do all the work, great. <laughs> That's really what an executive should do. I, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if y'all like West Wing or not, but Bartlett, all over it. Hey, guys. Uh, I've been compared to a West Wing character, but that's just because we share the same first name. Uh, is that on purpose? No, okay. I didn't watch West Wing. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So what are some laws we want to propose? Uh, you guys, I <laughs> so <laughs> I've thought we've given this a lot of thought, believe it or not, mm-hmm. uh, my wife and I. Post-election and pre-inauguration, we built a parody news site called betternewsnow.com, where <laughs> she's she's a writer as well. So we both are super creative, and our Venn diagrams rarely cross. I'm an artist. She yes. ferments stuff and makes alcohol and does bees, and I'm, I'm in another realm. But when we do work on creative projects together, they come out like Talk Straight or better news now. So we for two months sat around and envisioned an entire administration where Hillary Clinton was stepping up to take the administration. So all right. uh, the first thing we did was made all pet adoption fees uh, tax deductible. Ooh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, pet adoption fees, uh, pet supplies, uh, vet bills, there were a certain number of things that were under that yeah. to encourage that. Uh, legislative. We're going to always go pets first. Um, yeah, I mean, pets are important to gay culture. They're, they're important I? to everybody. Who, you know... In general, yes, but like I feel like they're like a key factor in gay culture. Agreed. But important to everybody. Agreed. Can I add on something to yes. this law? Yeah. Um, I'm of the opinion... That everyone who wants to take care of a living being, and I mostly mean pets, but I think maybe if someone wants to have a baby, they should also do this, uh, which is to, they'd have to uh, take and pass a course on how to properly care for that living thing. Yep, I'm in. Huh. I would sign yeah. off on that bill. Uh, basic life skills. Like, seriously, there's a high school class that teaches you how to change a tire, balance a checkbook, bake a chicken, uh, do laundry. Like... Just basic essential life skills that if you're never taught them, you just don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say healthcare for all. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Now we'll dream big. My Stacy, my wife, is a type 1 diabetic, and mm-hmm. it's hardcore having a disease in this country. We're both freelance employed. We use ACA in order to still be freelance, and it... Um, not perfect, but let's, we, we could do better as a country when it comes Mm -hmm. to let's not debilitate and decimate our citizens by medical bills. 
You know, we're the only yeah. industrialized nation that doesn't do it. Let's go ahead and make that yeah. happen. So yeah, healthcare yeah, for let's, all. Yeah, let's make a healthcare system that isn't dependent on GoFundMe's. You're not kidding. Yeah. It is just it's it's a it's despicable. It's despicable. Mm-hmm. Try as uh, the executive gay, I'm signing off on everything said so far. Perfect. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Perfect. Um, what laws hey, judicial branch. Yes. I would like to go ahead and get Citizens United overturned. All right. If we could elaborate. Uh, Citizens United was the decision that came down in twenty thirteen where SCOTUS determined that uh you could put as much hidden money in politics as you wanted to. It Ooh. it decimated the Voting Rights Act more than anything has done since about 1955. Um, the yeah yeah fuck that actually yeah Citizens United was really a pretty dark day for our democracy. Another thing I don't know how I legislate this, but it's my dream is to. Shut white cis men up, mm. and mm. let. Yeah. Uh, uh, here's the here's the thing that's rubbing me today. I normally try to focus on the positive, but the thing that is really just ugh, got my goat today is that I see every marginalized community punished for showing anger, standing up, fighting back, having emotion. I mean, women can't do it. No. Black women can't do it. Black men can't do it. Gay people can't do it because, right, Mm -hmm. once we're emotional, our argument becomes invalid. Once we become Mm -hmm. angry, our argument becomes invalid. Did you guys see that shit show last week? Oh, no. I saw (sighs) that shit show last week. I don't know how to legislate that every white cis male who's an douchebag pig fuck asshole gets a muzzle but i'm gonna work on that yeah i think maybe like let's just kind of let's try to legislate that they just kind of take a breather for a year until we just sort of suss that out well or you know what we could go ahead and make 250 years of this country being ruled by women african-americans latinas you guys just put the brakes on we're done uh we're gonna go ahead round out some ladies on SCOTUS, put a, put marginalized communities in charge and see how quick the dialogue changes. Yeah. Let's get a non-binary president up in there. God, can you yeah. imagine? See, see how that goes off. Can you Not me. Imagine? Not me. Jesus, not me, but somebody else. <laughs> no, what I'm- I don't want to do that shit, but maybe somebody else does. Have those dreams. You know, that's- 20 years, gay marriage is never going to happen, but we can keep fighting for Hey, let's get a non-binary president. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. I think we can round this off with one more law. What you got? I think that there's, I think that ice latte should also be tax deductible. (laughs) (laughs) I think cut to the feeling should be our national anthem. I also like that one. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, I I think I like that one more than ice lattes being tax deductible. See, I think it's cute that you guys are so young still because we cycle through three pots of coffee a day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make all uh, coffee tax free. I'm down with that. Yes. I don't I don't drink coffee because my anxiety disorder just makes it speed up my heart but doesn't 
do actually anything. wake me up anymore and then I'm just anxious. But oh, mine does an, that too, but I still drink iced lattes. I'm I'm an ally to, <laughs> to coffee drinkers, so I'll pass that law. Thank you, friend. Thank you, Th- thank you friend. We we appreciate you understanding, embracing different cultures besides your own. Yeah. Coffee yes. drinkers are hardcore. <laughs> All right. I think that we just set up an amazing good government. We should probably mail this government idea to the UN and just kind of see how that one goes. I think after the whole banning or not banning, what was it? Um, the crackdown on uh, UN folks bringing same sex partners. I think they're kind of be going to be on a board with us. I Yeah. You guys darkest timeline. Uh, it is a month away. I, I Have you guys made your voting plan? Oh, yeah, I made my voting plan. Your voting plan's done. You're going to get a cocktail after. Use your voice. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure it happens on a Tuesday, so I have the whole day off. Perfect. I'm probably going to drive. I'm going to drive people to the polls if they need a ride. That's what I want to hear. There has never been a, a more important time for us to get loud and use our voice, which mm. is our vote. So, yay. That's actually what I wanted to hear. And I hope that you're going to turn into a me and ask all of your friends, do they have a voting plan? Do they need a ride to the poll? Well, good news. I ha- we have a podcast, so we don't need friends. We just need an audience. <laughs> That's it. Hey, audience, go, go on out there and make your voice heard. That's uh, Even if you feel like our system is not perfect, yes, but it's the one we currently have. It so is the one we currently you have. You can participate or you cannot. And here's the thing for your audience. We did this on our mid-roll this week. Uh, our friends over at Crooked Media have put together votesaveamerica.com. You can pledge to vote. You can check and verify your registration is valid. You can see sample ballots. It's a really good resource out there. If you want to go ahead and prep yourself to know a lot of reason for the lack of midterm voting is people are unfamiliar with the issues or the candidates. Uh, mm-hmm. It is early October. Fuck that. You have no excuse. You got a month yeah, to figure it out. Learn something. Yeah, this episode's coming out October 10th. You have a lot of time, and there's a lot of resources. That's so it. go on, go ahead and research those. Also, if you think you're ready, just go double check that you're registered to vote. There's been a weird rash of people thinking they're registered to vote and then checking and seeing that they're suddenly not, which is scary. I would encourage yeah. you to check every single week. We're checking every single Monday because we have a corrupt Secretary of State down here in Georgia who's purging mm. sections of people every week. So, I mean, Ugh. it's it's serious. Your voice, ma- your voice matters so much. Go vote. Use it. Be loud. It's it's gonna it now. Now is the time to shed a little light in our darkest timeline. Now is mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, thank you so much for talking with us, Alicia. Do you have anything to plug, like, say, a podcast? I mean, if you want to check out what middle-aged gay drinking with friends is like, uh, check out our podcast, Talk Straight. We make a signature cocktail. It is, I to be honest, like I, it's a show about nothing. Uh, we talk about a wide variety of things. Our episodes make cocktails and kitsch uh we have friends on our subjects can range from who knows what because you're coming to our bar and sitting down and having a drink so for any listener who might be popping open a bottle of wine and like i can't drive anywhere but man i'd like some friends to drink with we're the podcast for you (laughs) 
Nice. Hell yeah. I just listened to uh, your latest episode today during um, a little walk, and I'd just like to throw out my personal recommendation that it's delightful, so please listen to it. Oh, thanks so much for that. Which one did you listen to? Pants Drunk. Oh, Pants Drunk. Last week was a really tough week, and we recommended for all of our listeners the finished term, which I'm not going to slaughter here, but essentially getting pants drunk sitting around in your underwear doing some self-care that's very good i still recommend it all right uh jen (laughs) do you want to plug your social media ish uh yeah as always if you think i'm kind of funny or want to like tweet cat pictures at me or something you can find me on twitter at underscore glitter goblin underscore i have my spooky halloween handle all set as skella jen so Come talk to me about Halloween and cats and gay shit. Writing that down, Jen, we have things to talk about. <laughs> As always, you can find My Gay Agenda on Facebook at My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast, on Twitter at Gay Agenda Cast. On iTunes, you can rate and subscribe and tell all of your friends. Uh, we have a Patreon. Uh, the URL is patreon.com slash mygayagenda. Uh, Patreon is the most direct way that you could support what it is that we're doing. And we have a live podcast show tomorrow, Woo! October 11th, at the Adrian Theater at 9 p.m. We're going to be talking with guest Pax Wrestler. Uh, they are a Philadelphia theater artist, a non-binary advocate, and just a pleasure to talk to. So come on down and celebrate National Coming Out Day with us. That's all the announcements I have right now. So Jen, you want to sign us off? Until next time, put this in your gay agenda. Fight the power. Love yourself. Get your voting plan in order. Rock the vote. Cheers, y'all. Thank you so much. What a fun, fun... You guys were gracious hostesses. I re- I loved it. Thank you again. And that's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. We just want to exist. Hmm. On Facebook, we're uh, My Gay Agenda and Invo- Investigative Podcast. Wow, I should learn the name of my own fucking podcast, huh?